I'm Linda McHenry, host of Taking the Mystery Out of Insurance. Thanks for joining us. Today is Tuesday, May 26, 2020, and this is episode six, and my guest is Barb Gavitt, president of SILA and VP at AD Banker & Company. Thanks for joining us, Barb. Hi, Linda. Thanks for having me. Sure, sure. So how are you doing in this pandemic? Working from home, you loving it? Well, I'm not really a work from home kind of gal, but I'm making it work. Let's just say that. Yeah, you really have <laughs> no choice. Yeah, yeah. I definitely like the social aspects of work, but I'm getting a lot done, that's for sure. Well, that's it. How do you think insurance agents, or I should say prospective insurance agents are doing? Kind of tough to get licensing now, isn't it? Oh, for sure. I, this is a very frustrating time for you know, producer licensing candidates, as well as hiring managers. There's a lot of things that are frustrating about this time. First of all, a lot of the test centers were closed until just recently. So um, getting a test date has been very, very difficult. So you have, what, what has happened is you have licensing candidates who were in the pipeline when basically everything shut down. So those folks have, had already studied to take their exams and then they were just put on a, a, a hold for, for six weeks or so. Ouch. So those, yeah, so those people have already been in the pipeline and then companies trying to hire new people, they really are at a standstill because they've already got this backlog of people who haven't been able to get in to take their exams yet. Um, and then so a lot of them haven't even started training new people you know, to fill in the places of the, of the vacancies that they've had for the past six weeks. Wow. So yeah, lots of frustration. The test centers did open for the most part at the uh, end, of, end of May or actually end of April, but the availability is really limited. So what happens if you study, you take your pre-licensing course and you pay your money and you do all that time and you're ready to take your test and you can't? Do you have to retake? I mean, what if you fail the test? You know, what happens to those people? Well, for the people that have had put all the study time into it and they hadn't been able to take their exam, they're kind of in limbo. At AD Banker, we actually created 30-day roadmaps to try to elongate the study time so that they were doing a little bit each day just to try to keep them into the course a little bit and into the material so that you know once they could get a test date, they didn't have to start from scratch on their studying. So that's been really helpful you know, to Good. give them like that 30 day study calendar that they can you know, follow uh -huh. along, keep up to date. So you know, none of the states are allowing them to test online or anything. They still physically have to go into a set test center. No, actually, there are five states that are offering remote testing. Oh, good. What states yeah. do you know so if they got, are? I, I do. <laughs> Let's see if I can remember. Uh, we've got North Dakota. We have Nebraska. Mm -hmm. We have Vermont. We have Wisconsin. And we have Washington. And I think I even did that in alphabetical order. There you go. So, Pretty good. Yes. <laughs> yes. So those are currently the states that are offering remote testing. Washington is with PSI and the other test states are with Prometric. Okay. Um, I can tell you that Virginia will start testing remotely on June 1st. And then we do anticipate that New York will start hopefully sometime in June. And then in July, I think there's a whole slew of states that are scheduled to start testing remote. Okay, so, that's great. So um, we do anticipate after talking with the test vendors, I think that they have all stated that they hope to have all states on board testing remotely by the end of the year. That would be great. Yeah. Now that doesn't help a lot of folks like immediately because <laughs> they're still, they're still, you know, you know, in the pipeline waiting to get an exam. And the other issue is that they have to test if they're testing in person, it's all based on social distancing. So the test centers have had to limit the capacity. Mm -hmm. So if they had 20 seats available, you know, pre COVID-19, now they only have 10 seats. 
That's oh, wow. generally what's happening is, is that they're doing it in half because they don't want people sitting on top of each other, yeah. obviously. Well, so, at least some people, and are they doing, like, do they have a specific formula to decide who is going to test? Like, are they doing it based on who applied first or? When they register, they register online based on availability. All right. So dates so are the, filling up quickly. Right. So, you know, in the, in the immediate stages, there's nothing available for most states. Okay. So people who registered in the past, like, let's say I registered a month before the uh the shutdown and there yeah. were there people who registered after me are they allowing those people to re-register in order of how they registered before or is it based on now well so what they did and i can't speak for all test testing okay. vendors but i believe what's what had happened is they rescheduled those people for the future all right they, so they, they just the kept rescheduling them yeah so um okay. but the thing is some of them have been rescheduled you know more than once because they didn't really know when testing was going to be available. Like us with our hair appointments, right? <laughs> you got it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So what do you see the future then? What do you think that's going to happen now in light of this? I mean, everybody's talking about how business models and everything is going to be different. Uh, do you see that the same way with the, with the pre-licensing? Well, specifically with testing, as I mentioned, the future is going to be having remote testing. I mean, I, that's just, that just has to happen, yeah. you know, so that we aren't in the same situation. Oh, and I did want to mention that FINRA is also working on remote testing for the securities exams Ooh, as well. Cool. That would um, be they great. had, yeah, they had hoped to release it. Now they're, they're doing a, you know, a pilot with some of the broker dealers. They had hoped to go live with the remote testing uh, May 24th, but they have now pushed that date back because they're just, they're still working out you know, some of the technology issues. Yeah. But I know that that's something that they've really been working on. Because don't forget, you know, you got a lot of people, you know, vying for those open test seats. It isn't just insurance. Oh, it's right, insurance, right. security. Well, and you know. I, I know when I took the exam for my, my series six and 63, when I was lived in Montana, it's really tough to get seats for those in, in mm -hmm. some states, a lot tougher. And it's, I think, more stressful. And they're longer exams. Some of them right. are. You know, some right. people are there all day testing. Right. So, so right. It, it can be yeah. tough. So before we finish um, the first segment, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about SILA? You are its president this year. You were past president last year. Tell us about SILA. Yeah, absolutely. So yes, I am currently the president of the Securities and Insurance Licensing Association. For those that don't know, this industry or this organization is so important to anyone who's in the industry, especially right now, because we deal a lot with the licensing administrators so the folks that are trying to get their people licensed, and that's insurance agents, adjusters, business entities. So they're working really on the front lines trying to get these people registered. So, you know, SILA is a great resource because we do provide you know, a lot of information regarding you know, the licensing, uh, application, appointment, um, renewals, continuing education. So, yes, yeah, so we do, um, <laughs> we do provide a lot of information and we work, you know, all the regulators are members of SILA. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we work a lot with the regulators and the great thing about SILA is that uh, it gives you the opportunity to network with not just other folks in the industry, but also with regulators and also with FINRA and NASA. So, you know, it's, it's really a, a great organization for those who need a resource that can help gather information about their day-to-day -day job. Well, and what's funny is you don't realize how many people you know in the industry until you attend one of those. We did the, we did the SILA webinar earlier in the week, and after the webinar, I got an email from somebody in the CE department of a state where I used to live. And it's like, you know, it, it's just amazing how many people you know that you don't know you know, and how many people yeah. will provide you with information and assistance when you need it. 
Yeah, you know, as 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 large as the insurance industry is, it is it's still you know kind kind of cozy, very yeah. intimate. You know, you know, folks, when when you know we're we're all nerdy insurance people, right? <laughs> <laughs> so when you find other people that are as passionate about what you do as they are, then you just make that connection. And at Silo, we're all about helping each other out. I mean, we don't share proprietary information, but you know, when working with the NAIC and with state regulators and insurance uh, professionals we're all trying to get through this together. So yeah. it's, it, it's a great resource. And it just makes, it just makes the industry that much better and the perception that consumers and the public have of the industry. Yeah. Well, I thank you so much for joining me today. Is there anything else that you want to share so that folks who watch this YouTube video may want to listen to the podcast, things we're going to talk about um, on the podcast that maybe we didn't cover here? Well, just two things. I, you know, I just want to say that if uh, you're interested in you know, taking a pre-licensing or continuing education course, you, you know, you want to go to the AD Banker website. There you go. www.adbanker.com. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you're interested in joining SILA, then you want to visit the SILA website at SILA.org. Okay. Thanks so much. Sure. It's a pleasure. That's it for this week's episode of Taking the Mystery Out of Insurance. Thanks, Barb Gavitt. We look forward to having you back again. You can visit my website at lindamchenry.com if you have any questions about who I am, what I do, or the other topics that we talk about on the podcast. You can also find a link to my new book, Taking the Mystery Out of Business, which was released last week on Amazon in both ebook and paperback. Take care, be safe. I hope that you return to your new normal. Remember, clueless is a dangerous place to be. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.